0: This Day in Sports History Before I get started today, a quick correction to yesterday's episode. Indiana's overall record going into the Purdue game was 14-9 and instead of 11-6, and like I said, which made no sense with a conference record of 6-7. and 11-6 was the score at the time of the Bobby Knight meltdown. Okay, I feel better now. Here's today's episode. It's February 24th, and on this day in 1985, it was the greatest game nobody ever saw. Do you remember the old USFL? It was an alternative to the NFL that started up in 1982, and it was able to attract some top players, a lot of which ended up in the NFL after the league folded in 1986. Well, on this day in 85, it was week one in the USFL, the Super Bowl had been played a month prior. In this season opener, it was two future NFL Hall of Famers battling it out. It was the Los Angeles Express, led by Steve Young, against Jim Kelly and the Houston Gamblers. Aside from the 19,000 in the stands that day, not many more saw this one, and it was a great one. Kelly's Gamblers were up by a touchdown at half, but Young and the Express scored 27 straight, to take a 33-13 lead in the fourth quarter. Jim Kelly led the gamblers back, scoring three unanswered touchdowns in the final 10 minutes. The last one, a connection with future Washington Redskin Ricky Sanders for his third TD catch of the day, with a minute 28 left to give Houston the 34-33 come-from-behind win. Kelly threw for a pro football record 574 yards, topping Norm Van Brocklin's 34-year-old mark of 554 yards. But nobody outside the stadium saw it live. ABC had planned to carry the game live, but they pulled coverage to instead show Doug Flutie's pro debut, who was playing for the New Jersey Generals. The game wasn't even shown in the local markets of L.A. or Houston. There were highlights on ESPN, which was just five years old at that point, and on local newscasts, but that was it. And since there wasn't any live coverage, the original footage of the game had no live announcers. You can find video of the game on YouTube with audio that was added later from cassette tapes that were found at a later date. As for the USFL, this was its final season. The league made a poor decision led by an initiative by the New Jersey General's owner to go head-to-head with the NFL in the fall. There was hope for a merger with the NFL, but that never materialized, and the league lost more than $160 million. But what did materialize? A lot of top players in the USFL, like Young, Kelly, and Sanders, were absorbed by NFL teams. Also on this day, in 1978, NBA player Clifford Ray saved the life of a Dolphin this is a great story. Ray was a Golden State Warrior, but had been on the injured list for a while, and was finally healthy enough to play. He was about to head to the airport to fly to Washington and meet up with the rest of his team, but a phone call from Marine World put him on a different path. Mr. Spock, a dolphin at Marine World, had been in the pool when some maintenance was being done. One of the guys dropped the bolt with a sharp end to it, and before they could retrieve it, Mr. Spock figured the shiny object to be a fish treat and swallowed it whole. Mr. Spock was checked out. Surgery was deemed too risky, and the marine vet didn't have a tool long enough to get to it. Clifford Ray was well known to have very long arms. 45-inch long arms, to be more exact. He also knew one of the marine biologists who worked at Marine World, and she gave Clifford a desperate call for help. Once he heard the story and the dire predicament the dolphin was in, Ray did not hesitate. He showed up at the aquarium, suited up, lubed up, and was instructed to stick his hand down the dolphin's throat, go past the first stomach, and then locate the bolt in the dolphin's second stomach. He had a limited amount of time to work with, and he found it, palming the bolt in his huge hand so the pointy end would not damage any organs on the way out. Without a doubt, Ray Saved Mr. Spock. In a recent interview, Ray talked about going back to Marine World in the weeks and months after he helped out, saying that Mr. Spock always recognized him and always made a point to swim over to say hello. Ray released a children's book about that day within the last couple of months titled Big Clifford Ray Saves the Day, about the heroic feat he performed on this day in 1978. And on this day in 1961... A wreck involving Lee Petty and Johnny Beecham nearly cost both men their lives. And if you watch the footage of this crash, you will wonder how either one of them survived. It was a qualifying race for the 1961 Daytona 500, and the two were racing each other in turns three and four when a slow car caused Petty to slow down. Beecham plowed into the back of his car and pushed it up the track. The cars blew through the barrier and flew hundreds of feet. The two cars barrel-rolled into the air before crashing to the ground. Both men had to be cut from their mangled cars. Doctors did not think Petty was going to live through the night, but he did. He spent four months in the hospital. He did race a few times over the course of the next three years, but this wreck essentially ended his competitive career. Beecham never got in a race car again. If you'd like to check out the wreck yourself, I've put a link to the video in the show notes. It is one of the scariest wrecks you will see. That's all for today. I'll have more tomorrow on this day in sports history. This has been an original Thrive Sweet production.